Do you like to see the menu? It's a bangers and mash special. It's Rich and Rod's WSL takeout. On the menu today is a Bristol battering, a manager's side swipe, fan abuse crumble, a player's retort, and not to be excluded, a jerk spice rating for the best goal in the last round of the WSL. But Rich is here. Rich, how are you? Oh, good to speak to you, um, Rodney, but um, obviously not very happy with what happened at um, Ashton Gate last night. Oh, gosh, you know something? We we we, we try and keep it upbeat, we try and keep it happy, but sometimes you just have to be brutal. So the floor is yours, sir. The floor is yours. Well, I thought after, um, after the um, really good, brave performance at uh, Manchester City last week, uh, midweek last week after only losing 1-0... Um, we played really well. I thought, you know, then then the girls had a big FA Cup game at Ashton Gate with a, a decent crowd. You know, you thought um, you thought basically the floor was theirs, basically to do the same thing, sort of put in a good performance against a pretty decent Everton team. And what happened? We basically we didn't turn up. We were we were flat. Um, we were, as Tanya Oxtoby said in a post match um, interview, we. We had no shape. We there was nothing going forward. We just sat back and let them just let them come at us and just let them shoot on target. And they and they scored five five goals. A couple of them were pretty decent, but um, yeah, it was a very very disappointing night. And we all we were all um, there was a number of us from the Bristol City Women Supporters Club, and um, we um, we all agreed that it was it was pretty uh, it was a pretty poor performance. Yeah, do you know? You know, I mean, I feel your pain because what, what I did notice before the game, there was plenty of um, chat about it in terms of Twitter activity. Lots of images coming up about getting down to Ashton Gate to to support the girls, watch the game. You know, Ashton Gate is an iconic stadium in the ter- in in the history of women's football. You know, if you go back and look through the record books, there have been some massive games played at Ashton Gate. Um, you would have expected, I'm sure, as a supporter. For Bristol City to kind of put up more of a fight than they did against Everton, and, and, and an Everton team that obviously is above them in the league, but they already know. Yeah, I mean, we we sort of last season Everton Everton were pretty on, on our level. If not, we were you know we were probably better than them in some degrees. And I don't know what's going on in the summer, but um, yeah, they've you know they've strengthened. And we haven't. And um, to be fair, even though Everton had such a good start to the season, they've not been as good of late. And so um, we played, obviously, we played better, um, especially in that Man City game last week. So I, I, I genuinely thought that we had a pretty good chance of winning the game. But obviously, um, it wasn't meant to be. Yeah. You know, um, obviously, the manager's comments after the game, they were brutally honest. Um, you know, and I saw the responses on Twitter regarding her kind of like post-match comments. Uh, questions about whether she should still be in charge were kind of going through Twitter. Um, I mean, is that the position you hold with regards to her as a manager? And, and you know, is it is it just you know the the reaction after after a heavy defeat, or is that you know heartfelt feelings in terms of where you are as a fan? Well, we did a um, we did a poll on um, on our Bristol City Women Supporters Club um, Facebook page today, and we asked that question, and it was a resounding she should go. Well, if the question was posed, if we lose at Birmingham City in the WSL on 
on Sunday, which would be catastrophic to our season. We asked the question: if we lose that, should she go? And the res- and the and the the resounding answer was yes. Yeah, I'm 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 sorry to say, but I um I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know I'm not one to question you in terms of of Bristol City because you have been following them for quite some time. But, you know, after every defeat, it's always going to be that kind of feeling about the manager should go and they don't have the dressing room. And we've seen another manager at West Ham who's spoken after a really heavy defeat. And, you know, they were almost, not to say praised, but, you know, people could understand how they felt. Is that not the same with with Bristol City and and Tanya as a manager? Is is, there this feeling that she's lost the dressing room? Or is it more than that? We thought we we were talking about it at Christmas that I mean we had some shocking results um before Christmas. You know, the eleven everyone knows about the eleven one and the and the hammerings, um you know, so losing to Tottenham at home, lose you know, drawing with Brighton and um who else we losing to Birmingham and it was um we thought at the time we said just for Christmas um that maybe she'd just lost the dressing room. And then, of course, came that came that pretty unexpected win against um, Manchester United. It still hurts. It still and, hurts. Uh, you know, it, I thought I think that sort of papered over the cracks a little bit. And then, of course, it was back to normal with um, uh, a hammer in at Chelsea. So it, it's been. I mean, we haven't won a match. We haven't won a home WSL game since January. We've only won since last January. That is, we've only won the one WSL game that against you guys um so that's one one uh, WSL win in 14 months that's just not not acceptable really yeah I mean obviously the statistics themselves do tell a, a very strong uh, picture in terms of they build a picture in your mind if you you say the statistics like that but you know I've watched them play they've played some pretty good football they've defended re- resolutely in some games you know when they were up against teams who were you know, on paper and in 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 the flesh, much better uh, in terms of their setup. They were much better in terms of their style of play. I mean, I for one would like to see her stay as manager. You know, and I I, I think this 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 women's super league, there has been a, an increase in terms of obviously fan engagement, fan conversation, and with that comes an additional, you know, level of pressure that that managers are under. And you know, it may be that Bristol go down and they they, they you know regroup and come back stronger. You know, it's, there's nothing wrong with that. But um, I, I would feel sad if she does lose her, her job. Um, but then again, I am speaking as a neutral and I'm not someone who is uh, invested in terms of uh, uh, as, a, as a fan as you are. But, you know, you know, it could be it could be so different, you know, just the, the way things go. 90 minutes, you could get a win and it could change for the rest of the season and you could go on to a, a really good end. But, you know, there are not many games left. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's such a big game on Sunday. I mean, if um, if we beat Birmingham, then that would be a massive win, especially especially as Birmingham are down there as well. But yeah, um, yeah that's, I think it's it's and then you have got the three week break after that. So yeah, it is such a big game on Sunday. Yeah, and and obviously the 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 three week break, which could be called a spring mid winter break. Uh, comes at a really bad time for teams like Bristol that are at the bottom of the season um, of the league uh, at that point of the season where you want momentum to kind of as a, have a decent run into the end and it's just difficult. Obviously, the next game coming up is, is Birmingham. 
they were in the FA Cup action themselves and they had, you know, a 1-0 uh, uh, win against Sunderland uh, for them. So, you know, they have that bounce in terms of a, a, a win mentality and, and they'll go into the next game, you know, with some kind of resolve. So it is definitely, a, if you called it a six-pointer before, it definitely is a six-pointer now uh, for Bristol. Yeah, I think it is, like you say, for, the, for, the, for this sort of mini break, so to speak. Um, if we were to win, then it would be a bit frustrating because we've struggled all, all season and then you finally get, say we put in a performance and a, a win in a performance, it would be pretty frustrating that we'd have to wait three weeks to to put it right, you know, to, to carry on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in terms of performance from, from Bristol, um, obviously for Everton, it would definitely be a jerk spice rating, but for Bristol, is it... Is it is it lukewarm? Is it lemon and herb? I think it would just be um, lukewarm. <laughs> at, the, at the very uh, at the very best, yeah, it was yeah. yeah, it was pretty poor, but yeah, yeah, unfortunate, unfortunate. Um, you know, in terms of obviously the rest of the the, the games in, in the FA Cup, uh, Chelsea go through. Uh, they beat Liverpool. Man City ten goals uh, against Ipswich. Uh, amazing for them. I feel actually sad for Ipswich, uh, but you know, in terms of the scorers uh, for Manchester City, you know, everyone could have scored for all I know. They only needed one more, and they would have probably had the eleven. Um, with that kind of scoreline, you, you have to have them as favourites for the cup, don't you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, I just like to say how it was. I mean, I've I've seen some stuff on Twitter from the Ipswich fan fans and players, and they had an amazing day. It would have, would have been it would have obviously been the the highlight of their um, probably the biggest game in their history. And I think they all had a great day out. To be fair, but but yeah, yeah. I saw Man Man City and yeah, they looked. I went to the final last year, and they were they were under the cosh against West Ham for a bit, and then they just tore West Ham apart in the second half. So. Yeah, I mean, you just can't, you know, if they if they can play like they have been this year and as they have been before, yeah, I don't see why why they can't do it again. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they can. And and for the other games uh, in the FA Cup round that we just witnessed, uh, Coventry lost to Tottenham. Tottenham scored five goals. We'll talk a little bit about Tottenham. I will definitely, in terms of a, a standout player for them who took my eye in a really tough game uh, against uh, a certain team that we just talked about. But let's talk about um, fan abuse and uh, a player reaction. Um, there was a lot of ch chatter on Twitter regarding a certain player being sent off. Um, <laughs> uh, it's, it's strange. It's strange. Uh, Birmingham were uh, playing against Sunderland. They score uh, the, the, sol the solitary goal. And the player who scored it played for Sunderland previously um, from the images, because some this is another thing as well. The games weren't visible. This is where I have a problem with the FA Cup not being available on whatever platform so that we can watch it. The player scores a goal and then they get sent off. What happened? Well, I think she, um, I think the player in question, I think she... she... She basically reacted, didn't she, to the um, to the abuse from the fan. But the also the thing I heard that she complained she complained about the spectator throughout yeah. the game. Yeah. So um, surely, I mean, I think the 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 stewards are sort of partly to blame in this situation. They should have acted. 
but like you say we don't know we don't know the full facts um you know we don't know what was said there are sort of people are guessing what was said some people are some people are actually saying that it was it was some personal abuse about a family member which is which is which would be really low we're really low so i'm hoping that wasn't said but um yeah we don't we don't have the full facts do we we don't have the full facts, but there was images uh, sent out on Twitter by a, a certain individual. And, you know, you can see that when she scores the goal, you know, she runs towards a certain end of the pitch. The re her teammates follow her and the referee is moving at top speed along with the group, aware of what's going to happen. For me, if they have that kind of information in hand and they're aware that this player is going to score a goal the only reason she could have been sent off is because probably fear fear of inciting uh, violence with someone within the stands but the issue of abuse the players being abused this is particularly what's been happening of late on social media where there is a lot of conversation around around a particular um, celebrity who's, who's lost their life when there is abuse at a sporting event and we've seen it on the international stage the officials whatever level they're at need to take action and um, if the player has already uh, complained to the referee and nothing has been done about it at that moment in time is I, I almost find it extremely harsh that the player has been sent off considering the level of abuse that she may have received because you say we don't actually know what what was said or, or how frequent it was said but um, you know it, it's something that I wouldn't like to see and we don't want to see in, in the women's game where players are abused throughout and, and it could have been because she was you know a previous player of Sunderland and they feel aggrieved that she's moved away and she's now playing for Birmingham who knows I've no idea but you know I'm, I'm kind of guessing but it, it, it's not something that you want to see and uh, hopefully the officials and those that govern the game will actually get down to the bottom of it and kind of make sure it doesn't happen again. Yeah I mean I, I find it quite strange really because um, like speaking as a Bristol City fan we have lots of uh, ex ex-players come in back to play against us and we, we embrace them. I mean, we had, um, for instance, we had um, Lucy Graham yesterday and um, the two managers um, who we know quite well. And um, it, yeah, I mean, you embrace you embrace them and, you know, you have a chat with them. So yeah, I can't really get my head around the whole um, the nasty to an ex-player. I, I know of um, I know of a Sunderland, uh, a Sunderland fan who absolutely adores the player that was in question uh, in yeah. this interview. Sunday so she's you know she's said she's an absolute legend so she can't um so yeah it's a bit of a strange one really it's very strange and it's very very sad you know that uh, a player can um, obviously score a goal be jubilant but her initial uh, her first reaction is to go and kind of demonstrate in front of the fan uh, in any situation that's always going to provoke some kind of response but you you want you don't want it to get to that level where a player has to do that so that they can say I've taken the abuse I'm going to show you that I've not been beaten. The referee or, and the officials of the game should have at, at least made a Tannoy announcement to say, uh, please stop, or you know the game could be abandoned, or you might ask to be escorted off the premises if there is if they're playing in the park. They make it very difficult, but you know what I mean. Yeah, totally. Agree. Yeah, like I said, like I said just now, um, this, the stewards have got a role to play um, in that situation as well. Yeah, they do. They do indeed. Um, you know, on, on to a, a, a jerk spice rating goal. I mean, the, the, the previous round of Women's Super League games took place in the middle of a, 
last week. Uh, obviously, Storm Dennis came along and wiped out the fixtures once again. The sister or cousin to the previous Storm, uh, making it very difficult for fans to go and watch any kind of football or anyone to play any, any football because of the weather was so atrocious. But there was a particular game that stood out for me in the week, and it was the Spurs playing at home against Everton. Uh, in the first half, Spurs were all over the place for me. Um, their goalkeeper was kicking, was almost kicked the ball to Everton players at every occasion she could possibly do in the first half. Um, it was difficult uh, for, for any Spurs fans to actually watch that and, and feel that their team was going to get anything from it. Then in the second half, there was this amazing moment where the referee blows the whistle, awards a foul, but then sends a, a Spurs player off. The, the foul is awarded to Spurs, but the Spurs player is shown a straight red. You know, Spurs are now down to 10 players and they're losing 2-1. And, and you could sense, I mean, I was watching it on the FA player, you could sense that, you know, Spurs are probably thinking they're never going to get back into this game now because they're now a player short. And then up steps Emma Mitchell, who just unleashes this exorcist rocket into the top. I mean, honestly, if that is not in the top five goals of the season, something is drastically wrong. It is, for me, the jerk spice rating was triple fire. It was so hot. And, um, you know, I have to salute her for that strike because it was a mo it was The context of the game in itself was moving away from Tottenham. And uh, when you have a player like that that can set, step up and strike a ball so clean, so strong, so hard and swift, that it, from whatever angle you looked at, the, the goalkeeper was never going to save it. An absolutely fantastic goal. And, and I was hard pushed to actually think of any goal that would match it, but I'm only going to say it's going to be in the top five. So Emma Mitchell, salute you. You have the jerk spice rating. Did you catch the goal, Richard? I didn't catch. I, I've not seen it yet, but um, oh. but in regards, I will have to um, I'll have to check it out on your recommendation. Then. You have to but check no, it out. A, my uh, I got to take my hat off to Emma Mitchell though. She's come from Arsenal to Tottenham, which is always a bit of a, you know, <laughs> a, a brave move. Let's put it that way. So yeah, I got you know, she, and she's doing quite well there. So it's it's, it's great to see. Yeah, it, I mean, obviously, you say as a move. Uh, as a move from one club to another is always questioned, as we've already mentioned, in terms of you know players moving from Sunderland to Birmingham. But when you move across North London, where there has been that rivalry, or is that rivalry, that especially in the men's game, you know I, the most important thing for me when I watch women's football is players that enjoy the game. And you definitely saw in that moment when she you know grabbed that goal, how much it meant to her, how much it meant to her teammates. And I, I doubt very much any of the Tottenham Hotspurs fans will actually question whether that goal should be in the top five. Anyone who watched it on the day will never, ever forget that moment because it looked like the game was literally like drifting away from them. And they showed resolve. Uh, and this is a Tottenham team that had been mauled in terms of football by Manchester City uh, some weeks before, which I've watched um, live. And uh, yeah, the, the manager will be pleased and the players definitely will be pleased with that. Absolutely great. Um, I have to, obviously, of course, I was watching that game and another game at the same time, the, the power of the FA player, you know, uh, one on my phone, one on my tablet, you know, it was a slightly goggle-eyed, Richard. Uh, Manchester United travelled to Brighton. Um, and, and this game was... Uh, from a Manchester United point of view, I actually assumed they were going to get all the points. You know, the ego that is Manchester United fans, assuming that they're just going to roll into town and claim 
all of the points. And the game was very much nowhere near what I expected. It was tough, it was difficult. And Brighton, uh, from my point of view, played extremely well and they could have actually won the game. And if they had won the game, you know, it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been a freak result at all. Well, no, I was, yeah, we were following that game. Um, obviously, I went to the um, Academy Stadium for Manchester City-Bristol um, game and uh, we were following it because um, it was late. It kicked off later to our game. So, we, yeah, it was, a, it, was, it was a tremendous performance, really, from, um, from Brighton. And um, it looks like they're, they're pulling clear now of that, of that relegation battle that we've been talking about. So, um, yeah, you know, yeah. kudos yeah, I mean, do you know something? I, I, you know, you watch Brighton, you, you, you realise how good they are on the ball when they have the ball. They were very um, swift in attack. And uh, you know what, what stands out is when you see a, a number of left-footed players on the ball. Left-footed players always uh, move in a slightly different way to right-footed players. They have a, a certain swagger about them. And you can never tell the direction of their player, how they're going to move. And, uh, you know, that kind of played into the... For me, it made their style of play look all the more appealing. Manchester United, you know, from my point of view, again, I have to say this as a fan, you know, there is a little bit of bias, but, you know, it it, it wasn't the worst game they've played, but it wasn't the best game they've played. And, um, you know, I would never, at this moment, looking at that, back at that result, say that they, they, they deserve to lose. But it was just one of those days where it didn't go their way. And uh, obviously the manager will be upset about that because there is this expectation because of the name Manchester United that there's always going to be a win. There's always going to be the result and on the up. But, uh, you know, Brighton, for, to their credit, played extremely well and uh, made a very good game of it in, in, a very, in very difficult conditions because obviously the rain was coming down, as they say. It didn't, didn't fall well for Manchester United, that's for sure didn't fall well for them. Uh, the rest of the rounds uh, that uh, Manchester City obviously uh, beat Bristol City in that same night, I believe it was a 1-0 a a uh, win. You didn't make that game, did you, Richard? I went to, we went to that game, yeah. That was, um, yeah, it was, well, I mean, they scored in the first minute. Manchester City scored in the first minute and we thought, oh, here we go again. Yeah. Um, we thought, you know, we. There was, I, was, um, I was with a couple of... Um, Another couple of Bristol City fans, and we thought, oh, you, you look back at the eleven-one from Arsenal. You thought, is this going to be, is it going to be a repeat of that? But then, but then, as soon as they scored, we sort of, um, we just grew into the game, and obviously there was a lot of defending done. Um, in fact, um, halfway through the uh, second half, um, we could have actually equalised. We had an excellent chance to equalise, but the new, um, the new, our new player, um, South Korean girl, Jean, yeah, she just couldn't couldn't control the ball. And um, yeah, and the second half was it was yeah it was all it was a lot of it was Man City, um, but we we defended well and um, Sophie Bagley had an absolute um, superb game. I mean, I was on the I was on a, a podcast um, the day after the game um, with a Manchester City fan, and um, she was you know applauding you know she was praising up um, Bagley no end. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it was a, it was an, it was good to see her do that because she's had a, she's not have, she's not had a great season this year as she did last season. So it's great to see her come back to to her very best. Yeah, I mean d d during that game, I would say that she was busy but assured, uh, definitely keeping the scoreline down. Um, she had a very solid performance against Manchester City. 
when you consider what happens in the, the following game. And from a Manchester City point of view, I, you know, they had a 4-4-2 formation, which, you know, I'm not sure they probably suited them into the new manager trying to feel his way into a job. And um, Stanway playing at right back, uh, I don't get it. You know, she's not a defender. I don't know why she's playing in that position. You, you question squad depth in the w women's game. Are there not enough players uh, in any squad that you have to rely on a midfielder and right back? Or do you not have enough defenders on, on your roster? You know, very, very strange. But, you know, like I say, Manchester City, you know, they take all the points, but they only score the one goal, which, from you know, looking at those statistics, you would say that Bristol played very, very well. Yeah, it was it was a really good. I said it was. It, we played well in the midfield as well, um, but the defenders. Um, so much so we gave our. Um, we always have um, a Bristol City women's um, player of the of the game, and we gave it to uh, Jazz Matthews, who was absolutely superb um, on Wednesday night. Uh, yeah, she's very very good. And uh, obviously, uh, there are other games that happened that time and, and during that round. Reading uh, played West Ham, and they beat West Ham by two goals to nil. Um, Williams again, you know, in the midfield, doing what she does best, um, and, and such a delicate and cheeky chip uh, over the top of the defenders um, for Morton nodding past the keeper. Um, she's she's such a really she's so good um, for Reading. It's 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 ridiculous. And sometimes you have to kind of pinch yourself and say, quite lucky to see players of this caliber playing football, really, because you never know when. Uh, players like that are going to be around again and that's not to say that the players that are playing now aren't as good or will be but uh, when you see in the moment you do have to enjoy it regardless of who you support uh, but yeah I could talk about Chelsea but uh, you know they look like they're just running away with things right now honestly yeah more goals for you know Beth England yeah 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 <laughs> no, I've, I've got to give Chelsea love. Beth England's playing, playing really, really well. She's playing extremely well. Um, and uh, she looks like the real deal. Uh, and uh, when uh, Sam Kerr returns, it no doubt will cause uh, defences more problems uh, for the rest of the season. Um, now, obviously, I want to end with you. You started in terms of uh, Bristol City and uh, their last defeat. I mean, you know, what are your hopes for the rest of the season? Well, hope to stay up. That is, um, you know, that's the, um, that, well, that's the aim. Yeah. Uh, but obviously this, um, this, 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 uh, this Sunday's game is, um, is extremely crucial to that. Yeah, extremely crucial. Still, you know, you know, bottom of the league with, on six points, Liverpool with six points, Birmingham, Birmingham with seven points. Then you've got Brighton on 13. So, you know, it, there are still teams close enough for Bristol to kind of have the hope, put in the work and get the results that they need to kind of get them off the bottom. But it will be very interesting in terms of what happens for the rest of the season in terms of games. Liverpool, you know, they look like they can still get a result. Um, and, you know, Birmingham as well, uh, uh, actually on good form. So it's, it, I, I do feel for you, Richard, in terms of this. I do, I do feel a little bit because it's, it's, I've watched Bristol play and they're putting some good performances, but the results just haven't been there. Yeah, I mean, we've also, we've still got to play, um, we've got to play West Ham twice and West Ham are sort of falling away um, a little bit at the moment, as we, yeah. as we touched on earlier. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I think of the top top teams, it's um, we've played Chelsea twice, we've played Man City twice. I mean, I think we've we've got um, we've got to play Arsenal again once, and then and the rest is obviously, yeah, it will be very very tight. It will it will be tight, but it's still but you've got to play and. You've got uh, Arsenal on the 23rd of March, then you've got Brighton, then you've got Bristol, uh, and then you've got Spurs. And then, uh, in, 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 in April, you have a Manchester United fixture, which will be interesting. Hopefully, hopefully you can get the double. I think we'd like that very much. Uh, <laughs> I, know, I, know, I know you wouldn't like that very much, but um, not, yeah, not I think a- it's more than you. Not at all. Do you know what? Some teams just have your number. And, you know, as I said, you know, I spoke to a, a number of Manchester United fans and there was this confidence, this aura, this kind of ready brick glow that, yep, yeah, going to get it, going to win, going to get all the points. And then on the day, it just did not happen. And it doesn't matter what we say as fans, how much kind of time and effort we put in in terms of promoting the teams. It all comes down to the 90 plus minutes uh, that, that they have to play. And, it, and you just never know what's going to happen on the day. It really doesn't matter what we say. It's about what they do on the pitch. I don't know. Uh, before we run off and uh, go and get our dessert, Rich, is there anything that you want to add for, to this Bangers and Mash special? Probably should touch on the um, that of great Liverpool game that, uh, that was played on the Thursday, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I think we forgot about that one. We did Liverpool, forget. Um, Oh, who were they playing? <laughs> we, forgot, we forgot so much that we didn't mention it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's gone right out of my head. That's no good. Yeah. Arsenal. 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 It was three, Arsenal. Is it 3-2? 3-2. 3-2. It was 3-2 to Arsenal. Uh, Niedemar, uh, um, they, they went 1-0 up. Um, Liverpool won 1-0 up. Uh, yeah, and it, I watched it. I I actually watched the game on the on the um, FA Player, and it was a an absolute tremendous game. And obviously, we were all as Bristol City fans, we were all rooting for um for Arsenal. And of course, uh, <laughs> Liverpool almost got something out. Of it. Well, they, they could have actually won the game, which would have been um, a catastrophe from our point of view. But no, uh, it was an it was a it was a superb game of football. And Miedema was at our very, was at her very best. And did what she had to do, and um, yeah, it was a it was a good advertisement for the women's game. It was a you know I I have to apologise, and I'm glad you reminded me that was a very good game. It's an exceptional performance from Liverpool, and um, a player that I've 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 watched when they played at, um, against Manchester United previously is Babajida, who seems to have improved so much more from the last time I saw her. She seems to have more awareness about her uh, teammates when she has the ball. And I think she will definitely be a player uh, as she gets more experience on on the pitch. But uh, technically gifted, seems at ease, very quick. uh, And obviously she she scored a goal, so uh, good for her. Um, But yes, uh, I myself was um, ribbing the Arsenal fans and telling them that they were going to lose the game, which obviously didn't go down very well because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they were very panicky. But uh, um, uh, Vivian Miedema, um stepping up, or should I say flying across uh, the penalty area to head the ball into the back of the net and, and, and Arsenal get the win. So, yeah, um, thank you for reminding me, Rich. It's, it's, it's time has flown. You know, when we do this takeout, it just, it just flies by. 
flies by. They do say time enjoy time flies when you're enjoying yourself, doesn't it? It, it does indeed. Um, anything else to add now? Now I can say anything else to add before we wrap it up and and go off and get our, our din dins and dessert. Uh, no, I think that's um, I think that's covered it for now. I think we've covered it for now. Well, that's it. I'm going to thank everyone who's listened. Please send in your comments and questions to myself at Rodney underscore Cyrus. You can also send them to Rich. Rich, what's your um, Twitter handle as well? Um, Rich Rich Pace. Rich Pace. It is Rich Pace at Rich Pace. Oh, I know. Just, I just I wanted you to boring say it. Boring and just just Rich Pace. I think it is. Yes. Yeah. Send it in. Send your comments and questions in to uh, both of us uh, for the uh, Rich and Rods. WSL takeout. This episode was a bangers and mash special and a jerk rated salute to Emma Mitchell. Until next time, see you guys later and bye for now. Bye. Okay, okay, let's get these people fed.